Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I'd love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis at all parts, north, east, south, and west, we welcome you in on this Thanksgiving Eve. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com. Now, this is where you come every morning for the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. And you can hear our podcast later on right here on this platform, kevinslaytonshow.com, on Apple Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and any place you listen to podcasts. But the live version is here, 7 to 9 Central Time, Monday through Friday. And on this Thanksgiving Eve, it also coincides with the 60th, 60 years ago, the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President John Kennedy. We all know where we were. We truly do at that moment on that day. I happen to have been homesick from school. And I'll never forget my mom talking to my dad on the phone. My mom was an old-fashioned Democrat. My dad a Republican. And um, my dad didn't like Kennedy, but he told my mom, I'll never forget this. I didn't like him. I didn't like the SOB, I think he said it. But I hope they catch the SOB who did it. And they did. But I don't think they caught them all. I think Oswald certainly fired the shots from the Texas School Depository, the book school, uh, Texas School Book Depository. But I don't believe that was the only shooter. I'll never believe that. There isn't any way that you can convince me of that. Simple physics tells me that. I don't claim to be a physicist. But I do know that when the head is shot from the back, the front right side of it doesn't blow off. When the head is shot from the back, the head doesn't jerk backward. It goes forward. When the head is shot from the front, it goes backward, and the right corner of your head is blown off. And that's what happened. Too many eyewitnesses on the scene, people that were there for the motorcade, on Dealey Plaza, on the grassy knoll, said shots came from up on the grassy knoll. If you've never been to that spot, if you ever get to Dallas, you ought to go by. The Texas School Book Depository, to my knowledge, still stands. Dealey Plaza's memorial is there. When I was down years ago, I went by, and I kept walking to the different angles, trying to analyze it. Okay, could it have happened this way, this way? It's frightening, and it's eerie when you're down there. Sixty years ago today. Mm-mm-mm. And this country changed, probably forever, and not necessarily for the better. When you look at John Kennedy today, he would have been a Republican. And then we had the warmonger Johnson in there. Then Bobby Kennedy. And today, Robert Kennedy Jr. believes that the CIA was involved in his uncle's death 
probably in his father's death too. I believe the CIA was involved. David Lofton, who wrote the book Best Evidence, believes the CIA killed John Kennedy. I don't think that would surprise anybody. As corrupt as we've discovered our government to be, as corrupt as we've discovered the CIA, FBI, DOJ to be, why would it surprise you? Why would you think otherwise? Would we think that some clown named Lee Harvey Oswald simply acted on his own? I don't think so. And millions of Americans join me in that thought as well. But again, this shows about the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. The Kennedy assassination, all of the evidence says more than one shooter was involved. Too many cover-ups, too many people went quiet, too many unexplained things for me to ever believe that it was just the magic bullet that did all the damage. People have gone up to that perch, experts, sniper experts, guys who can really shoot. And they had trouble with a rifle like the one Oswald used, loading and unloading three different times in that short period of time. And to be accurate enough to hit him twice doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Nobody ever gave Oswald any awards for sniper fire, by the way. So 60 years ago today, where were you? If you're alive then, it was an amazing time in America. And I remember all of the, all of the schools called off. A retired chief of police friend of mine texted me a little bit ago that he asked a deputy this morning, tell me what happened in American history 60 years ago today. He had no idea. And as my friend says, every police officer should know. I don't care how old or how young you are. I couldn't agree more. In fact, every citizen should know. And let's not forget that Jack Ruby, an erstwhile strip club owner in Dallas, murders Lee Harvey Oswald live on television on Sunday, the two days following. Are we to believe that Jack Ruby just had a sense of patriotism? All of a sudden, this guy who owns a strip club becomes a patriot. I'll get Oswald. No, you'll silence Oswald. That's what you did. There's probably every indication and evidence suggested that the mob was also involved. And the mob probably was the CIA or they, or vice versa. But nobody will ever convince me otherwise. Because I believe in evidence. And I've always followed the evidence, no matter what. And usually when you follow the evidence, you will find the truth. Evidence doesn't lie. There can be conflicting evidence, and then you have to sort through it. But evidence doesn't lie. People lie. And unlike numbers, where you can make numbers say anything, evidence, you can't. You can't show me 
any evidence that says when you're shot from behind, the front head part of your head blows off. You can't show me that. It's impossible. The Zapruder film says it all. That eight seconds of video tells the whole story. He was shot from behind in the throat, in the back of the neck. You reach, you see him grab his throat. And then the front end of his head gets blown off and his head goes flying backwards. The brain matter is on the back of the car. People forget who haven't really analyzed this story. I have read volumes on it. Jackie Kennedy was not trying to escape the car. She was trying to retrieve her husband's brain matter. That's why she was climbing on the back of the car. Now, that doesn't happen when you're shot from behind. That would have been splattered onto the front, onto Governor Connolly. I'm not a scientific expert. I don't have to be one. I can see black is black and white is white. It's not hard. And that's a story that's shameful to this country and will always be because the government of this country covered it up and they covered it up because they were involved. And once we get all these papers released, and they should have been released, and that's a fault of Donald Trump. He didn't release all of them. He should have. He released a lot of them, but not all. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is correct. His uncle was murdered by the CIA. There isn't any doubt about it. Oswald was the patsy who took the fall, and yes, he was part of it. He also murdered a police officer. So if Oswald was innocent, why would he murder a police officer? He was part of it, but he wasn't the lone gunman. There was another one on Dealey Plaza that day, and he or she got away. It's not a coincidence that all of the focus was on finding the shooter from the Texas School Book Depository. What is a coincidence is that the entire parade route was mapped out on the local newspapers days before. With all of the animosity that was rampant in Texas in that day, probably shouldn't have done that. But they did. They did. People are telling me how they knew exactly where they were when that news hit. One said a teacher started crying in front of the class, let school out the rest of the day. People were unified in this country, whether you were a Democrat or Republican. No one wanted to see that. Today, and you're going to hear it this morning on our show, the media is calling for the extermination of Donald Trump. Extermination. A congressman wants him to be eliminated. Eliminated. That's his word. He apologized later. Apologize? How do you apologize for saying you want somebody eliminated? Eliminated is murdered, you psychopath. Liberals are mentally diseased, I'm telling you. I'm on my second can of Monster Energy drink today because I know the Thanksgiving weekend is going to be fun. 
This is my time of year, baby. I love this day. I love this weekend. I love this time of year. I needed that extra boost, that punch of energy. I got to get going, man. I'm pissed about the Kennedy assassination, so I'll drink my Monster Energy drink because it's not just a drink. I know that it's a lifestyle in a can, and once I have started with it, man, I have had energy like I can't believe. But I also love the way Monster Energy does their business. They support their athletes, the sports they sponsor, the events they're part of with parties. They make the coolest events into a reality. They always want to bring out your best. They support the world's greatest skiers and skaters and boarders and bikers and rockers and racers and gamers. Unleash the beast in you on Thanksgiving Eve with a Monster Energy drink. Well, I just mentioned what these liberals are saying. The morning joke, Joe Scarborough, actually claims that Trump will murder people if he becomes president. He will execute his opposition. He will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Look at his past? What do you mean look at his past? He was president for four years. Did he execute anybody? Did he imprison anybody? Unlike Biden, who's imprisoned hundreds, probably a thousand people. I don't know what the final number is of political prisoners that this country is holding hostage right now. We talk about the hostages in Hamas that Hamas is holding. How about the hostages that the American government is holding? How about those? How about those getting freedom for Thanksgiving? Some of those. How about just our friend Owen Scheuer being taken out of solitary confinement for Thanksgiving? Can they even stoop to that level? No, they can't. Scarborough's the kind of guy back in the day when you could do this, where if he were in school with me, I would go up to him and say, I'll meet your ass in the parking lot after school, and I'm going to beat your ass. And you know what? Other kids would have come out to watch. And whoever wins, wins. And that's the end of it. But not in this candy-ass country that we live in today. Scarborough can sit there and say that kind of stuff and not get his ass kicked. What kind of a country is that? What kind of a country do we have where you can tell people or call people a murderer who's running for president and get away with it? How does this guy get away with it? If you had done that on a legitimate news operation, you would have been fired immediately. There wouldn't have even been a question asked. And to be honest with you, the moment you were fired, you would have just cleaned your stuff out and left. You would have even argued it. You would have realized what a moron you are, how irresponsible you are, how dangerous you are. But this arrogant, pompous-ass Scarborough, who I guess the Republicans rubbed the wrong way at one point, called Donald Trump a murderer. Just look at his past. He'll imprison anybody he wants. Interesting. Never imprisoned anybody in his life. But ironically, this is what bothers me the most. And it should anger everybody. They imprison people. They've been imprisoning people since January 6th. When, by the way, with the newest footage that Mike Johnson has released in the House... 
We see the FBI plants. We see them joking about it. We see them saying how they're dressed up as an Antifa. They're disguised as Antifa to stir up the pot. It's all there. January 6th was nothing but a lie. A lie perpetrated on the American people. That's all it was. And now that the footage is being released by Mike Johnson, he's getting calls from other government crooks that somehow this is a violation of national security and will put people in danger. Shut up, Jamie Raskin, you asshat. You just had a guy on national television say that the president of the United States and the future president of the United States is a murderer, imprisons people that go against him, and executes them. You just heard it. Has anything been done about it? No, the morning joke is still a joke and still on the air. He should actually be charged. It's unbelievable. Catalina Loft, who is the Defense of Freedom founder, did Trump execute anybody, Catalina? Absolutely nobody. And this is the exact type of fear-mongering, attacking that the liberal media knows best because the reality is they can't focus on anything positive from this administration. And the facts show that under President Trump's administration, we had quantifiable results. He actually delivered for the American people on a legislative agenda when you had historic low unemployment rates, the border was secure, you had small businesses thriving, people weren't spending $200 on their grocery bills. We weren't fighting two proxy wars, sending billions of our taxpayer money abroad to fund these things. The American people were actually thriving, and that's why the media absolutely uh, hates President Trump, and they focus more on that uh, than supporting the best interests of the American people, which would be a better administration, uh, Biden out and a Republican in like President Trump, so we can continue on the economic advancements that happened under that administration. And they just can't get over themselves. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. They have the same card that they played last time, and ultimately it's at the detriment of the American people. Not one Democrat, liberal, not one, cares about the American public. They never have, they never will. Our director of research went grocery shopping at Walmart, at Walmart, where it's supposed to be cheaper, spent over $200. This is so out of hand, it's not even funny. Not only did Biden, has Biden imprisoned all of these people, wrongly, illegally, but he also murdered 13 soldiers in Afghanistan. Our soldiers, not someone else's. He's also sitting by while over 60 have traumatic brain injuries because of Iranian attacks on our military installations in the Middle East. He's virtually done nothing in return. You'll hear the numbers from John Ratcliffe, how many Iranians have been suffering from traumatic brain injuries as a result, or how many are dead. You'll hear the number. So the guy who actually has executed people is Biden. The guy who actually has imprisoned people is Biden. Trump didn't either. Biden did both and continues to do both.
Catalina Loff, where else do we hear this kind of fear-mongering? I'm the daughter of an immigrant from a Central American country. This is exactly the type of fear-mongering, political persecution uh, that they do in third-world countries. And we, the people, are fed up with the liberal media. And it's time that we actually have better leadership in office to actually win for the American people. Because right now, the American people are not winning. It's not only that we're not winning. We're losing. We're getting trounced. Trounced at the gas pump, trounced at the grocery store. Go buy some clothes. See what that costs you. Try to outfit your kids. See what that costs you. Try to buy a pair of golf shoes. Try to buy anything. We're getting trounced. And apparently, the American public loves to get bitch slapped around, and they don't care. When I see Trump leading Biden 47 to 41, or other polls even a little bit closer, I sit back and laugh. What kind of a country would even consider reelecting this guy? I don't believe that poll. I believe Trump will trounce him. I don't care how much they cheat. People vote their wallet. Now, here's what happened in 2020. Of course, they stole the election, but let's put that aside. The people that voted for Biden sat there and believed the media, and they were so comfortable because of the economy that Trump had created. The thinking was, you know, the media is telling us what an annoyance Trump is. He's mean. He sends out mean tweets. Of course, I've never seen a mean tweet yet, but he sends out mean tweets. Uh, let, let's, you know, he caused an insurrection. Let's just get rid of him. Blah, 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 blah. And people were comfortable because the economy was so good. So they said, well, well, how much damage can Biden do? So they voted for him. Those that did. Certainly he didn't win. Not enough of them voted for that. But those that did, I believe that was the theory. How can you sit there today, though, and think your wallet is not going to be affected? You thought that in 2020. Because you didn't think anybody could turn around that spectacular economy that Trump had created. But now, (laughs) now that you have the evidence, the overwhelming evidence that yes, he could, he could not only destroy the economy and make you go broke, he could laugh at you, insult you, mock you, tell you you're stupid, that you don't even recognize how good you have it. That's my favorite part of this. This is a clown who is so demented he has no idea what day it is or who he is, and he's telling you that you're so stupid you don't even know how much money you have, that you don't know how good you have it because of him, that he's created a utopia for you, an economic utopia. And how dare you not recognize it? (laughs) And somebody votes for him? Please. That's insanity. So no, these polls are not accurate. I agree with the Democrats. They're not accurate at all. Donald Trump is way ahead. I don't even believe it's close. Now, they'll cheat, but it's not going to be close. And if it is, and if they steal it, we're finished. Austria, here I come. Switzerland, you bet. Any place but here. Because this country's dead. It is literally dead. 
I sound like a liberal now. If he doesn't win, I'm leaving the country. Well, I'm scouting those positions out this year. I'm going to be ready. Because this country has gone to hell. I have no respect for anything in this country right now. I don't respect the military because I don't trust them. The police are just doing nothing. They've given up. You can't blame them. There's crime everywhere. No country in the world has crime like we have. Now, there are dictatorships who just murder people, of course. But then again, we have a dictatorship. Daniel Bowman is supposed to be a United States congressman. He wants Trump eliminated. Man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. Do you think you'd ever hear that kind of language in this country? He has to be eliminated. Who are you, Godfather? That guy should immediately be expelled from Congress. Immediately. You just called for a former president and current presidential leader in the Republican Party to be killed. How does this guy stay in office? They're busy getting rid of this New York Republican because he told some lies. This guy just advocated for Biden's opponent to be murdered. Where the hell do we live? He can't see public office. He's destructive. Oh, he's destructive, all right. All I know is I had a lot more money when he was in office. I know that. I know gas prices were a lot cheaper, like around 220 I know that. I know I didn't go broke on a dozen eggs. I know that. I know we weren't involved in two wars. I know that. I know that Iran wouldn't dare attack our military installations. I know that. I know that you didn't hear a peep out of China because they were getting strangled economically by President Trump. I know that. I know that Putin just sat back in his little palace and didn't lift a finger. I know that. That's what I know. So Daniel Bowman and the rest of you liberal hacks can go around and scream, you're, he's a threat to democracy all you want. The fact is, democracy was never stronger in this country than when Donald Trump was president. We were never safer. No one dared mess with us. No one dared. The southern border was under control. You name it, it was good. It was good in the neighborhood. And every single one of those things now is a disaster. But I don't care if Trump would have been the worst president in American history. You're calling for him to be murdered? As much as I wish Biden would just drop dead, I would never call for his murder. What kind of people are these? And Trump hasn't done anything to hurt anybody. Biden has. Biden is holding political prisoners. You think they want him dead? Of course they do. But they're not going to murder him. They're not going to call for him to be murdered. They hope he just drops dead of old age. But but Republicans haven't issued one rebuke of Bowman, not one, for calling for their standard bearer, 
to be murdered. He apologized. You can stick your apology right up your ass. If that guy's not expelled from Congress, we don't have a Congress. We have a bunch of organized criminals that are in the House of Representatives. And Mike Johnson, if you have any balls at all, any, where's Matt Gates? Where's Mike Johnson, the speaker? Where's big, tough Chip Roy? Where are all those big mouths now? And I say big mouths because they're not afraid to say what they think, I guess, until this happens. Oh, we, we, we can't stick up for Donald Trump. I thought Matt Gates was an ally. I thought Mike Johnson was an ally. Why aren't you cause, calling for the expulsion of Daniel Bowman from the House of Representatives? Where are you? Cat got your tongue? He just called for Donald Trump to be murdered, you jackasses. And of course, Porky Pig has decided to open that fat mouth of his over there in Illinois. And he knows who the problem is. It's you MAGA people. The rhetoric that's being used by Donald Trump, the rhetoric that's being used by some of the MAGA extremists, is rhetoric that was used in the 1930s in Germany. The things that he talks about are frightening to those of us who know the history of Europe in the 1930s and 40s. Somebody should put him in jail. Why don't you just go lose a thousand pounds and shut up, you pig? He's calling us a problem. We're extremists. Have you noticed how the Democrats operate? I've been telling you this for years. They all have notes that they get every morning, and you know this by the rhetoric. They all use the same words, the same phrases, every single one of them. Now the, the key word is extremists. MAGA extremists, Donald Trump's extremist language, everything's extremist because they want that drilled into your head since they have zero solutions to America's problems, they want you to th- think that America's bad, and here's the guy to blame, the extremist. And who's the extremist? It's Donald Trump. We need to kill him. So let's all get together and kill him. And now they're telling military members that whose lives they ruined by kicking them out of the military because they wouldn't get vaccinated you know, the my body, my choice crowd. Now they want them back because nobody's signing up for the military. We don't have anybody to fight anything. We couldn't fight a war if we were attacked. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get them back. You can all come back now. We didn't mean it. We were only kidding about that vaccine thing. This is what a joke the entire COVID scare was. That all of a sudden now it's, it's you don't need to be vaccinated. Where's Biden? Let me hear that big mouth talk about that again. Threatening all of us. He's run out of patience. God, I'd like to kick his ass. I've run out of patience with you people, you unvaccinated people. He's sickening. That coward wouldn't utter a word now. 
These people are unbelievable criminals. They have ruined lives. All these military people who wanted to make the military their career kicked out of the military. Just keep asking yourself this. What kind of a country do you live in? Because it isn't the United States. Scarborough thinks these kinds of remarks will beat Trump in the election. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian. (laughs) Ooh, that'll get me to vote for Biden. Is anybody dumber than Joe Scarborough? The answer is yes. It's hard to believe, though. I mean, all I have to do is look to the White House. Then his number one assistant, the cackler. You know, Neil Diamond had a song years ago. It was called Cracklin' Rosie. Now it's Cacklin' Kamala. And she's dumber than Biden, if possible. And they're both dumber than Scarborough, if possible. Perhaps Schumer's dumber than them. That's possible. I damn well sure know that Hakeem Jeffries is dumber than all of them. And of course, what liberal recitation of stupidity would be complete without hearing from the view? Apparently Univision, the Latin American network, did an interview with President Trump a very lengthy interview. And it was fairly positive, surprisingly from Univision. And that just set off Anna Navarro, you know, the genius, and Sonny Hostenhusen, and of course, that literary genius, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, somebody described the interview a political writer as so soft it could have been pillow stuffed. It was hours long. He was rambling. He was uh, he, there was very little pushback, and so it seems like they have they're sort of putting their thumb on the scale for the Republican Party. Univision, watch out! Yeah, watch we're out. watching you. Yeah, we're watching you. What does that mean? Watch out! What are you, some kind of a godfather yourself, Whoopi? Do you mean watch out? I'll sit on you then they should watch out. How about host in Houston? There was very little pushback. Somebody ought to take a tape of any show on The View where they had any Democrat on their show, and let's see how much pushback there was. Let's see how much how much pushback Sonny Host in Houston offered to anyone on that show that came on there and lied about Donald Trump. How much pushback did you give him there, sunny girl? You arrogant, pompous ass. You make me want to vomit. All of you do, though. It's one thing Democrats have in common. They all make me sick. How about that beauty Susan Susan Sarandon? Isn't she something? What a peach. She hates Jews so much that she decided she would grab a microphone and tell the Jews, how do you like it? There are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time, and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country, so often uh, subjected to violence. It's important to listen. It's important to have facts. Try to take a breath before you answer. And 
If it's possible, have a conversation. We need a ceasefire now. Well, it's not quite a ceasefire, but her agent, UTA, dropped her right after those comments. So I guess the ceasefire occurred, but it's the ceasefire in your mouth. Your big mouth has just cost you your representation. All I can do is applaud UTA. And I'm only guessing that since they're in Hollywood and that the entertainment industry is widely populated with Jewish talent and directors and agents, that's the one thing you don't open your mouth about if you want to stay represented by a top agency, that you're an anti-Semite. That will get you dropped. Nothing else she could have said. She could have advocated for Donald Trump's assassination. They would have cheered her. But being an anti-Semite in Hollywood shows you just how dumb Sarandon is. It's one thing to be an anti-Semite. It's another thing to openly proclaim it, knowing that the people who make decisions in Hollywood are mostly Jewish. The level of stupidity of liberals is mind-boggling. They practice career suicide all the time because they aren't bright. So Susan Sarandon says to the Jews, how do you like them apples? Get used to it. Now you know how Muslims feel in this country. Really? Now you're not a Muslim, Susan Sarandon, so you sure as hell don't know how a Muslim feels in this country. But Ashra Nomani does. She actually is a Muslim. And she's written a book called Woke Army. Now, she's not just any Muslim. But she has been here for decades. Her parents fled a Muslim country in order to come to the United States decades ago. And she has a message for Susan Sarandon. So my message to her is I am a Muslim living in America and I know more freedoms living in the United States of America than I would any Muslim country in the world. It was here in America that my mother and father arrived in the 1960s. My father got a PhD. My mother was able to work for a living. My mother was able to live with her hair free in the wind. My father became a professor at West Virginia University. He got a job offer to Libya where he had to make a choice whether he would work for the dictator, the Muslim dictator, Muammar Gaddafi, as an indentured servant, essentially, or live free in the United States of America. And this is where he chose. I wrote a tweet and I said, I took a picture of my parents. My dad's now 90. My mom is in her 80s. And I said, here we are in West, by God, Virginia, and we are living as free Americans. And that is what she should know about the Muslim experience in America. Carpe quadruple diem to Asra Nomani. Isn't it odd when you actually talk to the people who are supposedly oppressed, they want to tell you how great they have it. But when the big mouths who have never been oppressed, like Susan Sarandon, who's just a big mouth, she's the latter-day Jane Fonda, runs her ignorant mouth about things she knows nothing about, It's so odd to hear someone who actually has lived it. 
Why would anyone listen to Susan Sarandon to begin with? That's sickening. My friend, the uh, retired police chief, just texted me that he asked his roommate from the FBI Academy what happened in American history 60 years ago today. Now, this guy's currently the a colonel in the United States Air Force. He's assigned to a base in Texas where the assassination took place, and he doesn't know the answer. My friend told the colonel, you should be ashamed of yourself. And he should be. In fact, he should be out of out of the Air Force. This country has no sense of history. People that live in this country today have no sense of history because they're too damn lazy to study it. But those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. That has been true throughout history. If you ignore what happened in Nazi Germany, you're going to repeat it. And we're seeing it here in this country right now. I'm reading a book. It's called The Nightmare Years by William Shirer, one of the great war correspondents in World War II in Nazi Germany. He lived through it. He watched it. He saw it. His description of Hitler sends chills down your spine because it reminds me so much of Biden, with the the difference being, of course, one was a great speaker, the other is not. But everything else... How Hitler would always remind his audience of his humble beginnings. Does that sound like anybody you know? How his rise up through the ranks was very difficult. Telling him, telling his audience the evils of the Jews, the Polish, anybody who he decided was his enemy. Sounds like Biden, doesn't it? The MAGA Republicans. Asra Nomani also had a story about how Daniel Pearl's murder affected her. Now, if you forget who Daniel Pearl was, again, you don't follow recent history. He's a journalist who was in Pakistan. He was kidnapped, and then he was beheaded. And shortly before he was beheaded, he came to visit her. His murder affected her. The man who took a knife to Danny's throat justified his murder because... He was a Jew, and he was a son of Israel. And so out of that tragedy, I got clarity, and I knew that we had to fight against that anti-Jew hate. And so for these 21 years, I've been investigating this network that has emerged. It's those people that we see on the streets and in the campuses now, the Islamists, the radical Muslims, working with the leftists like Susan Sarandon. And I call them the woke army. And what I say to everyone is Jewish people must stand strong. They must be unapologetic in their identities. And all people must stand with them without any shame. I couldn't agree more. You want to know who's really oppressed in this country right now? It isn't blacks. It isn't Hispanics. My God, they're they're both given everything. It's the Jews. I can't believe it, but this attack on October 7th has opened it up in the United States like I couldn't imagine. The anti-Semitism in this country is real. It's on every street in every city in this country right now. I'm stunned by it. If you'd told me that was the case on October 6th, I would have told you you're full of crap.
And Biden wants you to think somehow that white supremacist Jim Crow 2.0, it's our greatest threat, our existential threat. Anti-Semitism is our greatest threat in terms of any group being oppressed. Our greatest threat is you, Biden. You're our greatest threat. That's a Muslim that you just heard talking in America, living here freely, as she said, enjoying more freedoms than she would in any Muslim country. She's a Muslim. As she said, her mother could have her hair flow freely in the breeze. Imagine just that. Imagine thinking that that is a spectacular feeling. The ones that we all take for granted. The ones that we're giving up because of the regime that we have in government today. But you should all know that even though this is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy, there was a much more important day this week that we all apparently overlooked on Monday. But LBLL made us aware of it, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre. It was a day of remembrance, Monday was. Did you know that? Today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year, year after year. We see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence or live in fear or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. We mourn the loss of lives that have been taken too soon. How many virtual signals did she throw out there? The tranny, the trannies, oh, the blacks, oh, the women. <laughs> 26. 26 people died that were supposedly transgender. How many of them killed themselves? We don't know. She didn't tell us. We know one. One was one of these psychopathic woods soldiers down in Georgia who would hide in the woods and emerge only to murder police officers. He got killed. It, he, it, whatever it is, he, she. And we're to mourn the loss of that psychopath? Uh, I don't think so. I cheer for his death. I celebrate his death and those like him. I don't care if they're heterosexual, homosexual, goofy sexual. I don't care. Couldn't care less. He's a psychopathic police killer. And I'm glad he's dead. And any of them like him who think that killing cops is the a smart thing and it's cool. He This guy wrote about it. He posted about it. But LBLL wants us to mourn his death. Gotcha. I bet you didn't know that was a day of remembrance, did you? Now, 13 soldiers in Afghanistan were murdered by her boss, but she doesn't have a day of remembrance for that. How many people were murdered by Black Lives Matter in the riots? I know Captain Doran right here in St. Louis was one of them. She's not having a day of remembrance for him or any of those victims. How about little kids being killed in drive-by shootings in Chicago every weekend? Does she care? Does she have a day of remembrance for them? No. How about the 60 soldiers in the Middle East who are suffering traumatic brain injuries as a result of her boss's policies and cowardice in retaliating against Iran 
Does she feel any sympathy or empathy for them and have a day of remembrance for when they used to be able to function? No. How about people who were murdered by the thugs and criminals that she and her boss allowed across the southern border? Do we have a day of remembrance for any of those people, the women who've been raped, murdered? How about the Jews who were slaughtered on October 7th? Do we have a day of remembrance for them? No, just the trannies. Just the 26 trannies who died last year. 26. Again, we don't know how many of the 26 were murderers. We know one. We don't know how many of them killed themselves. We don't make any distinction. They're transgender, so they must be honored. They must be remembered. (laughs) What a fruitcake nuthouse that White House is. Jamie Michelle, are there any other groups that we're missing here that should be honored? Uh, I think it's also funny that, you know, I don't know if you know this, but 28 people per year are killed by lightning strikes. And I don't see the White House going around with a lightning strike day of remembrance. Uh, Maybe they should add that next year. But, you know, uh, when somebody dies, it's very unfortunate. Um, But that respect should be given to all people and not just virtue signaling because somebody happens to be trans. Carpe diem, Jamie Michelle. Yeah, 28 people are killed by lightning strikes. What about them, LBLL? What about that tranny mass murderer who shot up the Christian kids at that school in Nashville? We had we, we honored her. She's part of the Day of Remembrance. But that was a Christian school, so we better honor her. In fact, they're probably not just honoring her. They're cheering for her, him, it. What do you call them? I don't know what to call them. I'm not even being facetious. He, she, it. I don't know what you call somebody that's that crazy. Crazy. How about crazy? The whole thing's insane. So a day of remembrance that all of you are guilty because you all missed it. So did I. I'm guilty. I shall forever feel bad that I missed the day of remembrance on Monday for the 26 tranny lives that we lost last year, including two, at least two that we know are mass murderers. Don't miss those milestone days anymore. And as Jamie Michelle says, the lightning strike people, we've got to honor them. What about those in car accidents? I mean, don't we honor them? Don't we have a day of remembrance for them? I think we should. Wow. (laughs) You know, I think they do this on purpose just to drive me crazy. And you and everybody like us, you know, the common sense people, the smart people, the thinkers, they want to drive us nuts. And you know who's happy? The dumbasses. I wish I were dumb, really dumb. I'm not saying I'm really smart, but I just wish I was really dumb. Because if I'm really dumb, like 98% of the people in this country, then I wouldn't care. But I make the mistake of caring. I I liked this country when it was actually the United States of America. I think it's a joke now. I hate this country. I really hate it. I hate everything it stands for. We don't have our freedoms anymore. 
If you think you have freedom of speech, think again. You don't. All of your freedoms are being trimmed away one by one, and you either don't care or you're too dumb to know it. This is a country now that is actually training people who risk their lives on the border, the Border Patrol agents, not to use the wrong pronouns when they're addressing illegal aliens. How about the, how about this for the pronoun? If I were a Border Patrol agent, this is the pronoun I would use. When I encounter an illegal alien crossing the border, I say, hey, motherfucker, stop right there. How's that for a pronoun? Does that work? Works for me. But they want you to say this. Excuse me, um, I don't know if you're a he, a she. Uh, can you tell me what you are and, and I'll dress you that way? And I, I please, I, I mean no disrespect to you illegally entering our country because we wouldn't want that. Is it okay if you could just tell me? <laughs> what kind of a loony bin are we running here? I mean, it's just unbelievable. John Kennedy, who usually puts it well. And maybe he can help us. I don't know. Because right now it's just hard to understand anything. What have the American people been subjected to? And the American people have concluded that President Biden... Um, is uh, is old, and he needs soup in an early bedtime. And they have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable. Um, that that uh, when her IQ gets to seventy five, she should should sell. <laughs> when her IQ gets to seventy five, she should she should sell. I love that. She's a seller. <laughs> I don't think she's there yet, though. So she's not a seller just yet. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of those pronouns, Peter Ducey, maybe you can explain it to us because I'm still at a loss. The Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project is publishing a sheet that's been given to CBP officers, and it's instructing them to use gender-neutral language with anybody that they encounter until they know that person's name and preferred pronouns. What? Let's hear that again. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to believe that until I hear it twice. The Heritage Foundation's oversight project is publishing a sheet that's been given to CBP officers, and it's instructing them to use gender-neutral language with anybody that they encounter until they know that person's name and preferred pronouns. <laughs> oh, good grief. Yes, that's the world we live in. That's the country we live in, I should say. I don't think that's going on anyplace else in the world myself. But it is here. It gets nuttier, though. Kathy Hockule, the governor of New York, wants to inoculate kids. Listen to this. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand 
How to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation, and online hate. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it. (laughs) She sounds like a nut. What are they even talking about? They're talking about speech. That's what they're talking about. And they don't want you to have freedom of it. And if you do, they're going to do something to you, and they're going to inoculate your kids. Doesn't that sound frightening? I'm going to inoculate your kids. Wait a minute. Let's put the brakes on that, shall we? You're not going to inoculate anything. You're not going to touch my kid. i got news for you. If you do, you're dead. It's pretty much that simple for me. She's going to inoculate your kids. What? Hey, the State Department can confirm how many attacks Iran has made on our military installations now. Sabrina Singh, how many? I can confirm an attack last night by Iran-backed militias. U.S. forces have been attacked approximately 66 times since October 17th. Why aren't these U.S. counterstrikes working as a deterrence strategy? Well, you know, I would push back on that. I know I know, 66 is a high number, but again, we have days sometimes where we don't have attacks. Wow. We have days where we don't have attacks. That's winning? Remember when Trump said we're going to get tired of winning? And he proved it. He proved it. Not one terrorist country messed with us. And he took out Soleimani. And he dropped the Moab, the mother of all bombs, on Syria. And that was the end of both of them. But we're winning now because we have days go by that the Iranians don't attack us. Woohoo! Get the noisemakers out. It's New Year's Eve. Days. She's proud of that. Do you people know that we have days where we don't get attacked by the Iranians? Look at us. John Radcliffe, is that success? If, if this is success as the Biden administration defines it, I'd, I'd hate to see failure. If, if success is uh, 66 attacks in 30 days, 60 Americans with traumatic brain injuries, and on the other side, zero Iranian injuries, zero Iranian casualties, zero Iranian uh, attacks on directly on the IRGC, uh, there's been, frankly, zero consequences for Iran for their bad actions. And history tells us that's what it's going to take. Reagan did it. Trump did it. Biden should do it, but he won't. Not a chance that he'll do it. Not a chance. Too much at stake for Biden. Too much money for the Biden crime syndicate. Not a chance. Again, when a liberal tells you that they care about the American people or they care about the military... They're lying to you. 60 traumatic brain injuries on Amer- from American soldiers, thanks to Biden. Directly thanks to Biden. He's directly responsible for that. I mean, we have days where they don't attack us at all. Well, I say unfreeze more billions and give it to Iran then, because they have some days where they're not even attacking us. Shouldn't they be rewarded for that? 
I think they should be. What about North Korea? They're going to start complaining pretty soon. They haven't attacked us. What are they getting? The Chinese, they haven't attacked us. The Russians, they haven't attacked us at all. This hostage release, is anybody skeptical of that? I sure as hell am. I think this is Hamas just bargaining for days to reorganize their failing effort to stop the Israelis. That's what I think is going on. When they release as many hostages as they claim they will, then I'll believe it, and only then. But what does Biden do? He tries to bring China in to the negotiation. China! John Ratcliffe, is that a mistake? The Biden administration inviting them to take a constructive role is, you know, apparently last week when the Biden uh, begging tour ended in California with a, a garden walk with uh, Biden and Xi, and Xi took the stage and, and said, uh, we want to be friends with America. We're not even competitors. We're just friends. Apparently, Biden took him at his word and invited this constructive role in the in a Middle East peace plan that, you know, we're talking about a peaceful China that uh, was so peaceful that uh, a million Americans died from a COVID virus that came from a lab in Wuhan. And the same peaceful China that still has not condemned Hamas's attack of Israel on October 7th. <laughs> and they never will because they're in favor of it. But that's like inviting the big bad wolf to Little Red Riding Hood's house. But Biden done it, did it. He doesn't care. And he's really stupid. What does China really care about, John Ratcliffe? Uh, China doesn't care about peace. They don't care about Israelis. They don't care about Palestinians. What they do care about is oil. And half of the crude oil that China needs to run its economy comes from countries in the Middle East. That's all they care about. And this four-day supposed truce, all it means is that Hamas is being rewarded for the slaughter of 1,400 people. That's what it means. This is a joke. It never should have happened. I'm not telling the Israelis how to do their business, but they're fools. They're fools. And they're going to be made to look like a fool because the guy that's behind all of this is Biden. And any time you're taking his advice on anything, you're a fool. Or whatever he insists upon, you need to reject. Out of hand. Now, when all of this footage was released from January 6th by Mike Johnson the other day, it made Tucker Carlson a little nostalgic. Remember when he released footage that showed the Washington, D.C. Capitol Police opening doors for protesters to come on in and take essentially a guided tour. Remember the reaction that Tucker Carlson got when he aired that footage? Well, he got fired. But even from his own colleagues at Fox, Tucker was not too happy about the reaction. It was not an insurrection. And to put Jacob Chansley, an American citizen, a Navy veteran, in jail for years... After he was let into the Senate chamber by uniformed Capitol Hill police officers, and then I play that, and I'm the bad guy? Fuck you. Like, what What do you make of that? I'm sorry, it makes me mad just thinking about it. I said I wasn't going to be a hater. That makes me mad. 
And I see people on other channels, it's outrageous. He's trying to minimize January 6th. Well, but what this guy went to prison. Went to prison. You ever been to prison? Only for visits. Right, okay. It's not very nice. You don't want to go to to prison to take a man's freedom away and call him all these names for something he didn't do and then show no remorse at all when you're exposed to have lied about it. This is a human being who was locked away in a prison. It's an outrage. He's not the only one, Tucker. Our friend Owen Troyer is currently still in solitary confinement. That was Russell Brand, by the way, who was interviewing him, who said, I bet it's, just to clarify, it's, it's not a nice place. But you know whose fault all of this is? You, me, extremist Republicans. Remember the word extremist? I told you the Democrats print these out every day. The word of the month right now is extremist Republicans. So if you're traveling this week and record number of people are supposed to be traveling, over the Thanksgiving holiday, and your travel plans go awry. Don't blame the government. Don't blame the airline. Blame the extremist Republicans. Isn't that right, Mayor Pete? Every time extremist Republicans in Congress bring us to the brink of a government shutdown, it threatens to stop the momentum that we have built around training uh, and around protecting customer rights. Every time they threaten to slash funding for DOT and short the FAA, and there's a Republican proposal to do that on the cusp of reaching the House floor right now, it threatens to reverse all of this progress. (laughs) I'm an incompetent boob. I couldn't even run South Bend, Indiana. All the potholes in the streets there, people were screaming at me at town hall meetings. I couldn't run South Bend, Indiana, a college town. And I'm going to blame extremist Republicans for any problems that we have during your travels on Thanksgiving weekend. Because I, Pete Buttigieg, am a complete ass. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm an ass. And I'm an incompetent one. I have no idea what I'm doing. But these idiots gave me this job because I'm gay. <laughs> the joke's on them. My only expertise in transportation is being gay. That's it. Nothing else in Pete Buttigieg's life experience qualified him to run the Department of Transportation. Except that he's gay. He couldn't run South Bend, Indiana, for God's sakes. He couldn't fix potholes in a college town, and he's running the Department of Transportation. Why? Altogether, class, he's gay. No other reason. Put that on your resume, folks, and you got a job. Doesn't have to be true. People have been embellishing resumes their entire lifetime, right, Joe Biden? But the next time I fill out a resume, the next time I submit one, if I ever do again, I'm putting right at the top, gay, in capital letters. I'm gay. I'd write down I'm black, too, but they won't believe it once they interview me. Although Biden's half white. Excuse me. Obama's half white. Why couldn't I be half black? They don't ever have to know. If you want a job today, be a black lesbian. You'll have the job. Isn't that right, Karine Jean-Pierre? LBLL.
Tucker's pissed about that footage. We should all be pissed about the lies we were told during the so-called January 6th hearings. This footage shows FBI agents disguised as Antifa members. It shows fake arrests of FBI agents being handcuffed and then uh, escorted to the door. And as they're going to the door, they unhandcuff them. They fist bump each other with the Washington Capitol Police, and then they walk out. Is that how people get arrested? Did you ever get arrested? Did the cops fist bump you, un- unhandcuff you, and tell you, hey, have a good day? I don't think so. We could ask Russell Brand. Stephen Sun was the Washington, D.C. Capitol Police chief at the time. Now, I'm sure the FBI told him about the plants that they were putting into the crowd that they've denied forever, except for this footage exposes them as liars. Stephen Sund, did you become aware of these embedded agents? And you're saying you weren't aware that they would have embedded those officers within the, the crowd. They didn't make you aware of that. No, no, sir, they did not make me aware of it. It's not unusual for agencies to have plainclothes units deployed around major events. Uh, but no, I was not made aware that they'd be on Capitol grounds. Chief Sun, since January 6, 2021, you have, have you testified or been asked to testify publicly before a committee of the House of Representatives? No, sir. Did the January 6 select committee ask you to publicly testify before their committee? No, sir. Nobody wanted to hear from the police chief. Why is that, do you suppose? Why wasn't Chief Sund trotted out there like, what was the gal's name that supposedly uh, overheard a conversation with Secret Serviceman that Trump grabbed the steering wheel of the beast? <laughs> she got publicity, but Stephen's son, doesn't, they don't even want to talk to him. He was the chief of police. Why do you suppose that is? Because they were lying. But let's remember, because at, at this point, Heels Up Harris was telling us, January 6th was Pearl Harbor, and 9-11 rolled into one. States that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. (laughs) You got to laugh at her when she speaks. Dates that occupy, and then the long pause. A place in our mind, and then a long pause. And then she reads the dates. The days that will live in infamy in the minds of United States citizens everywhere. Pearl Harbor, 9-11, January 6th. January 6th, when, let's think it, uh, no one except protesters were killed. Huh. Seems to me that in at Pearl Harbor, innocent American soldiers were ambushed by the cowards from Japan. It seems to me that on Jan- on uh, 9/11, innocent American civilians were ambushed by cowardly terrorists, Islamic terrorists. You know that's right, Islamic terrorists. The, the phrase that the liberals don't ever use. What people were killed on January 6th? Oh. Two innocent Americans killed again by the enemy, except this time the enemy is the federal government. 
who murdered two people during a protest that caused less damage by far, less property damage, than anything Black Lives Matter did. Huh. One's an insurrection. The other, they decided, was mostly a peaceful protest. The one that caused the most damage was the peaceful protest. But the insurrection resulted in prison sentences, lengthy ones, for a lot of people, a lot of innocent people. Let's not forget the lies that Liz Cheney, Lizzie Borden, Chuck Schumer, and Jamie Raskin told us about January 6th. And Raskin now is whining about the footage being released. Donald Trump participated in each substantially and personally. He oversaw or directed the activity of those involved. I want to be very clear. Those who perform these reprehensible acts cannot be called protesters. No, these were rioters and insurrectionists, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. On January 6th, Trump knew the crowd was angry. He knew the crowd was armed. He sent them to the Capitol anyway. You might imagine that our founders would have been shocked to learn that an American president would one day come to embrace and excuse political violence against our own institutions or knowingly send an armed mob to attack the Capitol to usurp the will of the people. Raskin might be surprised to know that our founding fathers included in the constitutional document our responsibility, our obligation to fight back against a tyrannical government. That is our duty as Americans. So Raskin, who apparently at Harvard Law School skipped constitutional law class every single day it was held, why did Dershowitz even give him a passing grade? This guy was never present. If he was, he sure as hell didn't listen to Dershowitz because he knows nothing about constitutional law or the Constitution itself. You would think a guy who got through Harvard Law School would have at least had a cursory reading of the Constitution at one point in his life. Why does he keep misquoting it? Please don't ever refer to our founding fathers again, Raskin, because every time you do, it sends a chill up their dead spine. You're a pathetic figure. That's what you are, pathetic. You are a compulsive liar. Tucker, were we lied to on January 6th? So the more time has passed, now it's been two and a half years, it becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is, if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, the first question you have is, what else are you lying about? They're clearly lying. That's provable. Why? Um, and, you know, I'm the last person. I'm often accused of being a conspiracy. Not on the opposite. I grew up in a very stable country, the United States, in the 70s and 80s, where people didn't indulge in conspiracies because there weren't any obvious ones afoot, right? I mean, we took things at face value. We trusted our government, by and large. Um, but I... The amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing. And anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself. And that would include almost the entire American media, including Fox News. 
um, people at Fox News. Fox News, to its great credit, let me air that, and I'm grateful that they did. But there, you know, there are people there who were mad at me for airing that. Really, why? If if you think I'm cherry picking it and taking it out of context, show me show me where. Well, they can't show you where. None of them can. Let me guess who was mad at Tucker Carlson for airing the actual footage. Brett Baer, perhaps? <laughs> you can count on that. Brit Hume? Bingo. There's two that we know of for sure. For sure. Steve Douchey? I'm certain of it. So what is it like with all of this to be a Republican in this country today? Charlie Arnold was on with Gutfeld last, and I think she may have hit on it. They've been losing a lot of things recently. That's their basic liberties, free speech being one of them. Uh, they're losing their country to illegals. They're losing their government to communists. Uh, they're losing culture to the filth of society. Uh, so something needs to stop the skid. And I yes. hope, like you mentioned, that it's Elon's thermonuclear attack. I hope it is. Elon Musk might be the guy that we look to as our savior in this country. We needed a guy with his kind of money and influence to come along and take Twitter over. Isn't it amazing how quickly the liberals who thought Twitter was the Bible all of a sudden hate Twitter? Hate it. <laughs> because Elon Musk put Twitter in its place. But I loved it when she said, we're losing our culture to the filth of society. It's exactly what we've done. They've already won the culture war. It's over. We can try to reverse it. And I know that each real Christian American will instruct their children in the right way to live. But then their children get out on their own, and who knows what happens. Stephen Miller is a guy from the Trump administration that I've always loved listening to. He's, he makes sense almost every time he says something, except when he talks about impeachment. And he's adamant that Biden should be impeached. Well, I think it's a exceptional idea and a necessary one. I am strongly, avowedly in favor of impeachment. The sooner the better, the more articles of impeachment, the better. As Donald Trump has said now, year after year, Republicans need to grow a spine. <laughs> if Republicans continue to get beaten up, harassed, harangued, silenced, blacklisted, canceled, prosecuted, driven out of every industry and every profession, everywhere, and all they can muster in response is a press release, a statement, an expression of disappointment. Republicans are doomed and the country is doomed. As Greg Jarrett said, they have Biden dead to rights on bribery, and they have him on many other crimes as well, not to mention his criminal, repeated, habitual violation of immigration laws and a conspiracy to commit human trafficking. All impeachable offenses At the from top to bottom. We need a national debate on Joe Biden's corruption. We need a trial in the Senate, and we need Republicans to get tough, to get smart, and to show the country that they have the same strength, the same resolve as the Democrats, that they care as much about saving the country as Democrats do about wrecking it. All of that's true. Of course, these are all impeachable offenses, but they're also all criminal offenses. And you're never going to impeach him. You need a trial in the Senate? Stephen Miller, please. Why would you put the country through that again? You know there can be no conviction. It's a waste of time. It's nothing but theater. 
Stop sinking to their level. Why are you trying to compare Republicans to Democrats? We, we need to be like them? What? No, we don't. We don't need to follow their criminal behavior for a tit-for-tat impeachment, which is a joke. No one cares. Biden would never be convicted in the Senate. By the time any such hearing would occur, his administration's over. Stop focusing on stuff that's nonsense. Focus on getting all of your ducks in a row on these criminal offenses so that when Donald Trump wins election, and when we have a real attorney general, and Trump better not miss the boat on that, they have the case ready-made, and they charge Biden, and they get him in a real courtroom with a real judge or a jury. That's where you get him. You're not going to get him in the Senate. I'm stunned that Stephen Miller is that blind to reality. Nothing's accomplished by doing that except pissing off voters. Go ahead and ask any voter in this country. Take a poll on this one. Where does impeaching Biden rank among the things you want to see done? It will be last. It'll be below climate change. It's not a game, it's not an issue to play. It's a loser. You accomplish nothing. Absolutely nothing. So stop with the nonsense and do things that are constructive like this. Get Trump elected. Stop them from cheating. Monitor their ass. Instead of wasting time and taxpayer money impeaching a demented old man. Who cares? He's out. The key is prosecuting him when he's out with real charges based on real crimes, not this bogus crap that they keep claiming on Trump. We mean evidence. If you don't have evidence, don't charge them. But you've got it, and you've got plenty. But it's not worth impeaching them over. Who cares? What what needs to go down in history is Biden's criminality. And that he paid for it, and he went to jail. That's what needs to happen. John Lovitz, one of the Hollywood people who is Jewish, is kind of sick of Jewish people like Bernie, Bernie Sanders, and the so-called squad. It's called a self-loathing Jew. And the best, to me, the best example of that now is uh, Bernie Sanders, who's just disgusting and says he's not a communist, he's a democratic socialist. And you know what the difference is between a communist and a democratic socialist? A democratic socialist is somebody you you vote for, and then they're and then they take all your money and give it back what you they think you need. A communist, they they just appoint themselves. There's no election, and they do the exact same thing. That's the only difference. Bernie Sanders makes 174,000. Know, That's wrong, and it's taxed, right? So that means he's living on half that a year, and he has three homes. That's normal. So what are your three homes? That's normal. No, it isn't. Not on that salary. And he's saying, you know, we shouldn't have money for, um, you know, fund Israel, you know, and the, and the squad, you know, those people. And they're, you just look, it's, it's no secret. They're horribly anti-Semitic.
No question. Now, he jokes about Mr. Ed being cute. I think she's cute, but she's an idiot. You know what she said? And then she said it on video. I tell people she said, she didn't say that. I go, she filmed herself saying it. She videoed herself saying it in her kitchen, right? She goes, you know, 29, a lot of people my generation, you know, because of climate change, are asking themselves, you know, should they have children? And I think it's a good question. And I think, you know, maybe they shouldn't. Oh, okay. So you're telling all the people of your generation don't have kids. Then, in 50 years, there's nobody left on the earth, moron. There'll be no one left to breathe your clean air. It's moronic. He's talking about Sandy Cortez. I think she's cute, but she's an idiot. I think she looks like Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed would love to have that horse mouth. That's what I think she looks like. But she's idiot. She's an idiot. He's right. <laughs> Don't have any children. <laughs> oh, now, I got to warn you, if the kids are listening, hold their ears, because there's going to be some F-bombs dropped here. But Cardi B, the genius that Joe Biden granted his first interview when he ran for president to, remember that? Cardi B, the woman who wrote the WAP song, sang it actually. Well, singing it is a loosely defined term. But she's not at all happy with Biden anymore. Neither is she happy with New York. In New York, there is a 120 million budget cut. There's a 120 million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um, the police department. Y'all know I don't give a fuck about the cops, but like it is what it is. And a $5 million budget cut in sanitation. Of a budget cut in sanitation. Bitch, we're going to be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in fucking rats. So we are going to be having a budget cut on these shits. Mind you, this is why I said I'm not, this is why I'm telling y'all, I'm not this year. Don't fucking ask me. I don't give a fuck the resume that they sent. I don't give a fuck. I'm not endorsing no fucking presidents no more. Because how is there a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York City for, for, um, Fucking schools, library, uh, police safety, and sanitation. Yeah, Joe Biden is talking about, like, yeah, we could fund two wars. We could fund two wars. Motherfuckers talking about we don't got it, but we got it. Like, we're the greatest nation. No, the fuck we're not. We're going through some shit right now. Like, say it. Say it. We're really going through, uh, we, we, we really, 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 really are fucked right now. That's a lot of reallys. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of reallys. But her conclusion is inescapable. And why are we effed? Because of the guy she endorsed. So Biden's even pissed her off now. When you lose C uh, a Cardi B, I think you've lost the election, right? <laughs> and he's lost her. <laughs> oh, good God. Well, before we break, let's remind everybody, because apparently from the messages we've gotten from our retired chief of police that colonels in the Air Force, police officers today don't remember what this day represents in history 60 years ago today. So let's remind them all in the words of Walter Cronkite. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, 
President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Don't ever forget it. That was something else. Well, it's Thanksgiving Eve, and there can be no Thanksgiving without football, right? Football is football, family, turkey, that's Thanksgiving. So as we get ready for football tomorrow, all of the networks that are televising NFL games are going to have some form of memorial for John Madden, the great ambassador for football, uh, one of the good people, by the way. There is a documentary that's going to air this week about how he took care of the Stingley family. Daryl Stingley was an NFL wide receiver who ran across the middle against John Madden's Raiders, was viciously hit by one of his defensive backs and paralyzed, never to walk again. What did John Madden do? He took in the wife of Daryl Stingley and his family, had them visit him all the time took care of them as much as he could. And that documentary, you'll hear the wife, the widow of Daryl Stingley, talk about John Madden. But it was John Madden who gave us more than that. John Madden gave us turducken. And you say, what? That's right, turkey, duck, and chicken for Thanksgiving. But it's easier if John Madden himself explains it, as he did on the national telecast from Detroit. This is a turducken right here, where we got, you know what a turducken is? A turducken, this thing here, is a deboned duck. You just kind of cut this right down the middle, and then you cut sideways, and you get and you get a little turkey, and a little chicken, and a little duck. Now that's there, that, that's turducken. Then over there, we have the turkey. See, now here's the turkey. We got one leg, two legs, three legs, four legs, five legs, six legs. And to me, there's nothing better. There's no place that I would rather be today on Thanksgiving and right here right now at a football game and there's just certain things that go together you know the turkey, the family the tradition, football and we have it all today and we have it all tomorrow all of that tradition family, turkey, turducken (laughs) and a six legged turkey people forget that but the turducken was my favorite We'll take a break, and as we do, let's remember the great song from Lee Greenwood in what was once a great country. If tomorrow all the things were gone, And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away
Welcome you back in on this Thanksgiving Eve Wednesday morning. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court. Our good friend Jordan Krugman wants to want you to know this for Thanksgiving. You can be thankful for great health insurance if you have it. If you don't have it, or if you're not sure, or if you just want to confirm that you do or don't, call him. 314-602-4055. Six zero two four zero five five by exclamation I he is my insurance agent, my health insurance agent. You can find him at thehealthinsuranceguy.net online. Thehealthinsuranceguy.net. And it's easy to find out. But peace of mind's a great thing. When I first talked to Jordan, I thought I had a great insurance policy. So I thought, well, you know what? Consider your health care options, man. Call him. What do I got to lose, I said. And I did. I called him. And this is a great time to call him, by the way, because open enrollment for 2024 started November 1st and goes through the middle of January. By the way, Jordan will tell you that if you have Obamacare, you are dealing from the wrong deck. Get rid of it and get rid of it quickly. If you, unless you love high deductibles and high out-of-pocket costs, unless you love local coverage only, doesn't cross state, state lines, like very restrictive coverage, then you should love Obamacare. But that should be your last resort. Call Jordan because he has a lot of low-cost, comprehensive alternatives that you probably aren't even aware exist. I didn't. I didn't know, for instance, that plans have zero deductibles. Zero. His whole goal, and he's a broker. He's not an insurance agent for one company. His entire goal is to eliminate your out-of-pocket expenses. 
all of your out-of-pocket costs for anything, accidental injuries, hospitalization, life-threatening illness, cancer, heart attack. Cancer coverage for a lady ran $100,000 plus for chemo treatments. She owed nothing. Nothing. He's licensed in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois. Every appointment can be conducted from the comfort of your own home virtually. But Jordan will take your financial situation, your health need situation, combine the two, design a plan just for you, and then take it to the insurance companies and get you the best deal. And he will never charge you a broker fee, ever. If you're getting eligible for Medicare, you're closing in on 65 years old. You're getting inundated with all kinds of mail propaganda from the insurance companies. They're the best. They've got this. I'll bet you they don't tell you that most Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. I'll bet you they don't tell you about those new options that cover pre-existing conditions. The number one concern for elderly people. It's there. Jordan can show it to you. Jordan Krugman will give it to you. He will explain Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans, make it easy for you to understand. He'll tell you about the extras like gym memberships, transportation services, hearing aids. 314-602-4055. That's our friend Jordan Krugman. I expect this, by the way, to be a big weekend for stl-cars.com. And, folks, if you like a new car or you'd like one or if you need one or if you need a used car for the kids and you don't want to go broke and you want to get it quickly and you don't want to go dealership to dealership and bang your head against the wall trying to strike a deal, Go to stl-cars.com. This is a simple process. There's over a 1,000 vehicles on there right now. Pick the one you want. This is how easy it is. It'll take you as long as it'll take you to pick the one you want. Then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you want to pay for it. Now, if you can't find something on the website, call or text him anyway. Tell him, Don, here's what I'm looking for. Can you get it for me? He'll say, yes. What do you want to pay for it? Tell him. He'll then go to his vast inventory all over the country, and he'll get it for you. I have bought three vehicles from him. The last one came from Tennessee. My son just got one, an SUV delivered from Alabama a few months ago. Locally owned and operated right here in Ellisville off Manchester, but the website is the key. Go visit it, 314-626-3251. That's the call to make after you figure out which car you want. STL-cars.com, cars, trucks, SUVs. It's all there for you. Don't let the car buying experience turn into a root canal. Go visit the website, and you'll be very glad that you did. I promise you. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. i tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the opportunity to come on this show every morning and tell the truth, the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence. I'm thankful that we have wonderful sponsors who provide me that opportunity. And, folks, I hope you're thankful for those sponsors as well. If you enjoy this show, I hope that you frequent our sponsors. I would never have a sponsor on this show that I wouldn't personally use. That'll never happen. You won't hear that. Or let's say if it were a divorce attorney, I'm not married, But if I had a divorce attorney for a client on the show, a sponsor, it would be the person I would use if I needed it. No question. So all of our sponsors, I'm thankful for. We should all be thankful for them. I'm thankful to the audience for making us one of the top 5% podcasts in the country. One of the top 
5% in the country. Thanks to you. Whew. I'm thankful to the people of this country who are going to reelect Donald Trump president next November. We are less than a year from election day. Folks, let's listen to Cardi B. I never thought I'd say that. But let's not vote for this clown that's in there, this demented idiot, this criminal. Vote for someone else. I don't care who it is, but not him. We're finished if they get back in. My dream ticket, Donald Trump and Robert Kennedy Jr. It's not going to happen, but it would be fantastic for the country. If those two guys wanted to unite the country, that's a good way to start. But I'm not a big fan of uniting the country. I've said this many times, and I think my reasoning is logical. When everybody thinks the same, there's no room for improvement. When everyone has the same ideas, there's no creativity. We have to have differing ideas, divergent thought. That's what it's all about. The difference is, if you're a Republican and you have an idea, the Democrats want to shoot you. They want to eliminate Donald Trump. Their words, not mine. That's what a sitting congressman said. Can you believe that? Man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. Eliminated. That's a sitting congressman, Daniel Bowman. Eliminated. That's murdered. I can't believe it. Joe Scarborough lied to the American public, says Donald Trump wants to murder people. He will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Well, we looked at his past, and we didn't find anything. Now, how can that be? It can't be, can it? No, it cannot. And of course it's not true. He's executed, nor has he imprisoned anyone. Joe Biden has done both. He's murdered our own soldiers, 13 of them in Afghanistan. 60 soldiers now have traumatic brain injuries thanks to Iranian the Iranian attacks on our military installations that Biden has funded. We have political prisoners in the gulags in Washington, D.C., thanks to Biden, all under his watch, all under his prosecutorial arm of his Gestapo, led by Herr Merrick Garland. So we do have all of that. It's just not Donald Trump. But amazingly, those things are said in this country. Donald Trump should be eliminated. Now, I don't advocate for Joe Biden's murder or destruction. And I promise you, I detest Joe Biden more than Daniel Bowman hates Donald Trump. Daniel Bowman probably doesn't even hate Donald Trump. He just knows he's getting paid to say it. You couldn't pay me enough to advocate for the murder of Joe Biden. Do I wish he'd drop dead? Yes, of natural causes. Would I miss Joe Biden if he were dead by noon today? No. Who would? Unless you're a criminal, unless you're a member of the Biden family that profits off of him. Nobody else will miss the guy. 
I, I wish they wouldn't even have any kind of a state funeral when he does die because he really wasn't the president. We know that too. And I trust everyone will enjoy their Thanksgiving tomorrow without political debate at the dinner table. <laughs> it's a funny meme that goes around every year at this time. If you want to save money at Christmas, bring up politics at the Thanksgiving Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner table, and then you will not have to be buying for anybody. You'll be summarily kicked out of the house. I wonder how many families will be destroyed tomorrow when it becomes Biden and Trump at the dinner table. <laughs> it could happen at my house. Well, it's not my house, but my nephew's house. It could happen there. It's a possibility. There are liberals among us. <laughs> I won't start it. But I'm like Billy Martin. Billy Martin, the great manager of the Yankees, who was known to get into a tussle or two, and he said, I've never thrown the first punch in my life, but I've thrown the next 20. And he has. He never started a fight, but he finished him. And that's the way, you know, you can't sit there and take it. Somebody starts it, but you don't have to start it. So that's my advice. Don't start it. If they start it, finish it. And then say happy Thanksgiving on the way out. But make sure you get your leftovers to take home with you before you do. At least you might as well profit off of it. That's how a Democrat would think. Maybe that's what Stephen Miller meant. Think like Democrats. Take your leftovers home before the political argument starts. Put it out in the car. It's not going to go bad. It's going to be cold tomorrow night. So put it out in the car and then go back in and say, what do you think of Trump, by the way? (laughs) It would be fun, wouldn't it? I think it would be. Hey, here's something else that was fun for me. Just last week, Mike Belota came into my life, came into my son's life first. Mike Belota is a State Farm auto, home, and life insurance agent. He's been doing it for 34 years. So he knows the ins, the outs. He knows how to save you money. He knows how to give you the optimum coverage for the least amount of money. And that's what he does. He helps people. 34 years with State Farm, he's been doing this. By the way, in both Missouri and Illinois. So if you're in Illinois, he can help you there too. So my son talked to him and in 10 minutes time had a new car policy, a new home policy. Called me and said, Dad, you ought to call Mike Belota. So I called Mike. 314-579-9789. 314-579-9789. And it took me about 10 minutes. And I had a new car policy. And I had a new home policy. And he saved me multiple hundreds of dollars every six months. I pay every six months. Multiple hundreds of dollars I saved and got tremendous coverage. Same as I got before. Except now I have enough money to take a vacation to Austria or Switzerland. Yeah, that that, it, that enhances my vacation now. The Mike Belota State Farm team, by the way, is made up of six different people. So if you have a claim, it's not going to go unheeded. You call, you won't be sitting there going, my God, when will they call me back? I've got to get this rental car. They'll, they'll be there to answer the call. So you don't have to make it a clarion call. And, oh, my God, what's going on? Mike Belota, B-A-L-O-T-A. You can email him, mike at mikebelota.com, mike at mikebelota.com. His background is simple. Played football at Mizzou, was a place kicker there. He knows the value of teamwork. He knows when people are depending on him to do something big. And he does that with his team every day. And people do business with Mike Belota because they know him and they trust him. I got that feeling and that assurance 
in my short phone call. That's why I switched. So for all your home, your car, and your life insurance, Mike Belota at State Farm, 314-579-9789, Mike at MikeBelota.com. That is my Thanksgiving Day gift to you. Can't beat it. You cannot beat it. All right, folks. We're going to cut out a couple of minutes early because I got stuff to do. It's that simple. It's Thanksgiving Eve. I love you and I thank you for your support. Enjoy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Enjoy every minute of the day. Do not take a minute of tomorrow for granted. Enjoy every moment of this holiday weekend. They go by too fast. And you never know when it's going to be the last one. So somebody in the family, some friend of yours, maybe their last one. And remember this with your kids. You only get about 12 Christmases. Isn't that amazing? You only get three graduations. You only get about 18 years before they know more than you do. So enjoy it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. (laughs) 